1: See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx.
2: Tonight, the nightmare before Christmas. Thousands of flights canceled as the Omicron variant takes a toll on airline workers. Holiday travelers stranded as COVID infects flight crews. It's terrible. I I, want to cry. Could the CDC step in and shorten isolation periods for airline employees? Plus, the place is smashing COVID records. Wild Christmas weather, a powerful storm, and record warm temperatures. Your Christmas Day forecast. Teen tragedy, an officer stray bullet hits a 14-year-old reportedly trying on dresses for her quinceanera while LAPD opened fire in the first place. These are tragic and unfortunate sequence of events. Ready for launch, the $10 billion telescope, NASA hopes will tell the story of our universe. The war on cancer, the power of science and music. One impressive young woman who's making it her mission to help others going through treatment. Smaller Christmas Eve crowds at the Pope's Mass and in the biblical town of Bethlehem. But what's not missing is hope. And on the road with a reminder that all it takes is one person to make a difference.
3: This is the
4: CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening, and thanks for joining us this Christmas Eve. I'm Jamie Lucas, in for Norah. We begin tonight with the rise in Omicron cases, causing travel nightmares for holiday travelers. Airlines have canceled more than a thousand flights here in the U.S. and over three thousand worldwide because employees are getting infected by the virus. In the last week, the number of average daily cases is up 45%. That surge is attributed to the fast-spreading Omicron variant. There is one bit of good news. Hospitalizations remain flat, hovering around 60,000 patients, suggesting that Omicron infections have been less severe than the deadly Delta strain. Despite the COVID surge, President Biden and the First Lady tried to bring some Christmas Eve cheer to kids at Children's National Hospital here in the nation's capital. The first couple spoke with children and their families and answered calls to NORAD's Santa Tracking Service. And good news... Santa is right on schedule. CBS's Nancy Chen joins us from New York City. Good evening, Nancy. A lot of other people not on schedule. Absolutely. Jamie, good evening to you. Those last-minute cancellations are adding disappointment
1: on top of concerns over surging COVID cases. Most of those cancellations are coming from Delta as well as United, which scrapped 10 percent of its flights. And The frustrations don't end today. Hundreds more flights have already been canceled tomorrow. For many travelers, it's the nightmare before Christmas. It's terrible. I I, want to cry. United and Delta putting the blame on Omicron infections, grounding flight crews and operations staff. They're telling us it's at least three days to get any of us anywhere near L.A. or Hawaii to go where we need to go. Earlier this week, Delta warned of possible staffing shortages as the company requested shortened isolation times for vaccinated workers who test positive. Late Thursday, as some hospitals encounter staffing issues, the CDC shortened the recommended isolation time for infected health care workers from 10 days to 7, as long as they don't show symptoms and test negative. What's the concern that medical systems will be compromised if healthcare workers themselves are getting infected?
5: How do we manage that on top of an already depleted health care workforce?
1: In hard-hit New York, the governor so announced new standards vaccinated. today. Fully vaccinated, asymptomatic essential workers can return five days after testing positive instead of 10.
2: We want to make sure that our critical workforce, who we've relied on from the beginning, our health care, elder care, home health care, sanitation, grocery stores, pharmacies, we need you again. We need you to be able to go to work.
1: New York reported nearly 45,000 new cases today, a 14 percent jump from the day before, breaking records for the seventh time in just over a week. In Los Angeles, the number of daily cases has tripled in just three days to nearly 10,000. It's not just Omicron's impact, but the cumulative toll on healthcare workers.
5: There's so much mental and physical exhaustion. It's The concept of it is
1: crazy. This Nebraska nurse posted on social media about dealing with so much death for nearly two years in a very uncertain future.
5: With Christmas and New Year's coming up, I mean, that's a big fear of ours. Um, We're trying to clear out beds as much as we can, but there are quite literally no beds in this hospital. It's just as easy as getting vaccinated, being wise about who you're around. At this point, I'm just asking for your help.
1: And we also learned tonight the White House will lift the temporary ban on travel from eight South African countries New Year's Day, a decision the head of the
2: World Health Organization had been urging, Jamie. And Nancy, the World Health Organization, also said today Santa is immune from COVID, so we do have some good news there ahead of Christmas. Nancy Chen, thank you. A powerful winter storm could bring five to eight feet of snow to the Sierra Nevada, while other parts of the country could be in store for a record warm Christmas day. CBS's Lonnie Quinn joins us now with the latest forecast. Talk about extremes, Lonnie.
6: Yeah, it depends on where you live, right? I mean, the stormiest weather right now, Jamie, is, as you were saying, out west. So take a peek. Arizona is picking up heavy rain right now. Heavy snow is falling for Colorado and Utah. And look at the computer models. They're showing some of that snow continuing all the way through Tuesday. So by the time this is said and done, the numbers for for snow tolls could be enormous. It looks like the Sierra will pick up an additional 5 to 8 feet. So they could finish up with, you know, 10 to 12 feet of snow uh, by Tuesday. The Watch Act? picks up an additional two to three feet. Colorado Rockies picks up maybe an additional one to two feet. But there's also the other side of that coin, the other extreme that you were talking about. The warmest Christmas ever for Memphis at 77. The warmest Christmas ever for Nashville, 73. Dallas hits 83. The East Coast actually had a little bit of snow this morning, but it's turning to rain for most of the day tomorrow. You get up to northern New England, you'll still hold on to some snow. So uh, that is the way that we see the weather picture right now. You said a little bit of something for everybody out there. It's all yours.
2: Yeah, a little bit of something. Lonnie, thank you. To Los Angeles now, where the city's police chief today called the shooting death of a 14-year-old girl absolutely heartbreaking. As CBS's Carter Evans reports, it happened when officers opened fire on a suspect inside a store.
4: The bizarre attack inside a Burlington coat factory began when security asked a man to leave the store, according to an employee who asked not to be identified. And that's when it all escalated from there. He tried to start threatening the security that he was going to start throwing items. She told our Los Angeles station, KCBS, that she tried to help customers escape. Suspect was waiting downstairs. I had a customer in front of me. He, um, When she was, as soon as she reached down, he attacked her, hit her with the chain.
3: We need an RA for a female victim,
7: trauma. They also received additional radio calls from multiple people indicating that there was a possible shooting in progress
4: investigators say when officers saw the suspect about to assault another person they opened fire killing it. All
5: units, officer needs help be shot fired
4: they later found a bullet hole in the wall we went behind it it turned out to be the dressing room inside 14 year-old Valentina Oriana Peralta was dead from a gunshot wound she was reportedly trying on quinceanera dresses with her mother preliminarily we believe that round
0: was an officer's round
4: no gun was found on the suspect.
0: These are tragic and unfortunate sequence of events.
4: Now, LAPD policy is to release body camera video within 45 days of a police shooting. But in this case, the chief is now promising to release the video by Monday. Jamie.
2: So tragic. Carter, thank you. Move over, Hubble. The James Webb Telescope will launch Christmas morning from French Guiana. NASA spent $10 billion to build it. But if all goes well, we could see the universe as it looked right after the Big Bang. How cool is that? Here's CBS's Mark Strassman.
8: From its perch a million miles beyond Earth, the James Webb Space Telescope will glimpse the dawn of time like nothing before it.
1: The universe is this 13.8 billion year story, and we're missing some key paragraphs in the very first chapter.
8: NASA astrophysicist Amber Strawn hopes Webb's discoveries will fill in the blanks.
1: We will hopefully be able to see those first galaxies for the very first time.
8: Webb's 18 gold-plated hexagonal-shaped mirrors will align to create one giant mirror. It's 21 feet across, six times larger than the one on the Hubble Space Telescope. For more than three decades, Hubble has given us stunning, humbling views of the universe. But Webb will be a major upgrade. This infrared telescope will search for heat signatures of the very first light after the Big Bang. We are looking for the faintest objects. If the telescope doesn't get cold, then it will actually glow brighter than the objects we're looking for. To block the sun's heat from blinding Webb, engineers designed a first-of-its-kind sun shield, the size of a tennis court. Its five layers will keep the telescope side more than 600 degrees colder than the sun-facing side. This is Kapton material. This material here is about two thousandths of an inch thick. Once in space, Webb will carefully unfold and rebuild itself like robotic origami. Project manager, Bill Oaks.
4: The complexities of its deployment, the materials that it's been made of, has never been tried by a NASA mission before.
8: If any one of 344 parts fail, the entire mission could be jeopardized. It all
4: has to work. It's got to be pretty damn close to being 100% perfect for it to work.
8: A million miles out, something goes wrong, there's no call in AAA.
4: No, that is no call in AAA.
8: Webb's first image is about six months away. Worth the wait for the chance to see baby pictures of the universe. Mark Strassman, CBS News,
2: Greenbelt, Maryland definitely going to be worth the wait. Tonight, we end our special series on the war on cancer, 50 years. Because of the incredible work of medical researchers, the survival rate for cancer has gone from less than half to nearly 70 percent in the last 50 years. And every survivor has a story. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez reports on Mighty Mollies. I'll
5: be on top of the world with nothing whole- there's pretty much nothing that will stop 20-year-old Molly Oldham from pursuing her passion for singing and acting. But in 2019, debilitating migraine headaches almost did. They did a scan and they found this ginormous mass on my brain. It was the size of a tennis ball. Her family was with her in Ohio when she got the news. So the doctor just came in and told me um, it was cancerous. <laughs> It was stage 3 anaplastic ependymoma, an aggressive cancer that required chemo and radiation, on top of the six-hour surgery to remove the tumor. An hour after the operation, she came out singing. I don't remember that. I just remember afterwards my mom telling me it was the most beautiful experience because in that moment, she knew I was going to be okay. But 17 months later, the cancer was back. Another surgery and yet another song. One she wrote called Mighty in Me. But I got a lot of mighty in me. During this recovery, however, she had backup
9: <laughs> but I never
5: showed a nurse at Duke University Hospital named David Duckett. Until there's something significant in those lyrics? Say you won't let go.
0: I believe so. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to let you go. We're going to do this together.
5: And not only is he giving me medicine and making me feel safe and, like, helping me with my headaches and managing all of that, he was also helping with my heart. Molly is now studying musical theater at the University of North Carolina, Greensboro. She's launching a foundation to help young adults with cancer and making a point to show that, though cancer-free, it's still day-to-day, suffering from seizures, a lifelong side effect of treatment. It's sad, it's frustrating, it's all of these things, but someone has to talk about it to be able to find that cure.
0: We can respond in fear. She chose life, she chose hope.
5: And still, Mighty Molly says it best herself. Manuel Borges, CBS News, Greensboro, North Carolina.
9: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible
2: Pope Francis celebrated Christmas Eve Mass before an estimated crowd of 2,000 at St. Peter's Basilica. That's about a fifth of the size of pre-pandemic crowds due to COVID protocols. Everyone in attendance, including about 200 cardinals, bishops, and priests, wore a mask. Everyone except His Holiness. And there were smaller-than-usual crowds in the biblical town of Bethlehem for the second straight year. But COVID could not dampen the mood at their annual Christmas Eve festivities. CBS's MTS Tie-Up reports.
3: It's an ancient tradition steeped in faith. The lighting of a candle at the Church of the Nativity where Christians believe Baby Jesus was born on this very spot, but there are far fewer of the faithful in the biblical city of Bethlehem this Christmas, thanks to the rapid emergence of Omicron. Still, for some,
7: hope isn't all lost. We are Christians; we always have hope in our hearts, and Christmas is the Christ is the one who is bringing this
3: hope. Israel, which controls all the borders of the occupied West Bank, where Bethlehem lies, has renewed its ban on overseas tourists. Still, in Manger Square, the traditional Christmas tree is up and the glittering holiday decorations are hung. But without the usual three million-plus visitors for a second year in a row, small businesses here are struggling. Vaccinated Palestinian Christians who live in Israel, the West Bank, and even a few from Gaza who were able to get permits are still able to visit Bethlehem and were on hand for the annual Christmas tree lighting ceremony.
6: We truly believe that with the birth of the Prince of Peace, uh, really joy uh,
4: will really prevail to the whole world.
3: A message of hope, peace, and light at a time when the world needs it most. MTS Hype, CBS News, London.
2: This summer, we introduced you to a man who offers a sympathetic ear, all from his beachside bench. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman with an update on the road.
7: In St. Petersburg, Florida, when the sun rises, Al Nixon sets for his impromptu therapy sessions. How have you been? Are you surprised at what people tell you? not anymore. As we first reported a few months ago, Al isn't a trained therapist. I've been concerned. He actually works for the city water department. Mm-hmm. He's dismissing yeah. me. But in these early morning hours, he's a trusted confidant and counselor to whoever passes by. And
6: I wrote to him and I said,
7: Renee Rutstein is a regular.
6: He knows everything about me.
7: Did you feel weird sharing all your secrets to a guy on a bench?
1: No, because he'll never judge me and he always shoots me straight. He's not judgmental and he takes you
6: for who you are.
7: Bernadette Dorset mills says she has never met a wiser man.
5: He's like the guiding force.
7: At the same time, I don't hear you talking a lot. No. I just see a lot of nodding, like you're doing now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of mm Listening. Is the number one skill all mankind needs to know how to do very well? Mm-hmm. A skill mm-hmm. he has clearly mastered. Mm-hmm. When Al started coming here seven years ago, the therapy was for him. He needed a quiet place to clear his head, and the last thing he wanted was to hear other people's problems. But then a woman he'd never met told him something he'll never forget. She said, "Every day I see you, I know everything is going to be okay," and that made me realize that when you speak to someone or you smile, you let them know I value you. And people pick that up.
2: When I walk by, sometimes, you know, I don't even get a chance to chat with him because there are other people waiting in line.
7: (laughs) And the line has only grown. After we first told this story this past summer, people pop by with poems and paintings and poses for selfies. Many new faces, from many new places. Yes, see. (laughs) From how far away? All over the country. All Um, over the country. Why do you think people came from far and wide just to sit on that bench with you? I simply think people will just know I care. Same reason people put a plaque on the bench. To a loving and loyal friend and a confidant to many. Forever and always. That was powerful. How can such a simple plaque be that powerful? When you express to someone, you matter to me. They gave you back what you gave them. Everyone needs an Al. Good morning, Even Al. Have a great day. You too. Steve Hartman, On the Road, in St. Petersburg, Florida.
2: Sunday on Face the Nation, more of Margaret Brennan's exclusive network interview with Vice President Kamala Harris. And remember, if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News for this Christmas Eve. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Jamie Ukas. Good night and have a very Merry Christmas. Stay safe, everybody.